Pashas told us. We're ahead of the rest of the world, Pashas told us. Pashas told us November 13th, 1939, by the, by the non-Jewish calendar, was when this Torah was said. November 13th, 1939, in Warsaw. This Rashi has caused a lot of wonderment. The brocher, the brocher that Yitzchak Avinu gives to his son, that Hashem should give you from the tal of the heavens, and from the fat of the earth, and crops and wine and so everything that's good. So Rashi explains, It's a famous three words. And everybody's wondering, what, what's, Rashi, what's Rashi saying? What's Rashi explaining? What's he adding? Yitain, the Hashem, the Broch is Yitain v'yachzer v'yitain. May Hashem give you, and may He return and give you again. Yitain l'cha v'yitain l'cha elokim. Rashi, Yitain v'yachzer v'yitain. So the Rabbi asks, V'noida hadiyuk keivin sh'oma yitain. Since it says in the Pazag yitain, the word yitain in Lashna Kodesh <coughs> doesn't have a time limit. The word Yitain means he will give. It implies, unless we know otherwise, it implies that the giving continues on and on and on. So Yitzhak Vida wants to give a Gewaldige Bracha that we would say, May Hashem always give you. So he says the word Yitain Lecha, Yitain Lecha Elokim. The word Yitain Kvamash, Menesinat means, Yitain means that something is, is going on and on and on. So what did Rashi add? What, what is he explaining? Rashi is coming to tell us Pshut the Pshat and Pasuk. We understand from the word on our own that V'yitain L'cha'elokim is the Hashem constantly give you. So what is the meaning of yitain yachze v'yitain? May Hashem give you, kilo, something got in the way, and then yachze v'yitain. And then May Hashem can return and give you again. What does it mean? Ha'im kishemavarech ish l'chaveru b'parnasa. Stoibi says, for instance, when one person gives a bracha to his friend that he should have a, a good parnasa, it's absurd. You have to say to your friend, may Hashem give you a panasa, and may He once again give you a panasa. You just say, Hashem should give you a panasa, and it means forever. That's enough just to say. So what did Rashi, what did Rashi come to explain? The Pasuk says, and it means forever. So what's yitain yachze v'yitain? That's, that's the Rebbe's question. Now, we always have to remember that everything the Rebbe is saying, he's saying to Jews whose lives were being completely, being com- completely, completely 
undermined. And, and he was looking at everything through the eyes of that world that was being destroyed. It was just beginning at this time to fall apart. And that's why it's, it's a unique trip that we take with the tzaddik through, through Chumash and through the Yom Tayyvim. The chronicle, it's a chronicle of what was happening. So the Rebbe, together with brilliant and beautiful explanations of the, uh, of the, of the Chumash, so the Rebbe says, so For instance, let's say Ruvain gives Shimon some money. Ruvain gives money to Shimon. Now, if this is purely an act of giving, meaning it's not that Ruvain owes anything to Shimon. It's not that Ruvain had received money earlier from Shimon and now he's returning it. We're not talking about that. It's talk, we're talking about Ruvain giving something to Shimon, not as a payment of a debt, but he's giving him something. Then who? Hanoisein. Then Ruvain can truly be called Hanoisein, the one who is giving. Right? It's not, it's not in payment. It's not a payment. It's an act of complete giving. He doesn't owe anything to Shimon. Which is not the case if at an earlier time Shimon had given money to Ruvain. So now that Ruvain is giving money to Shimon, he's just returning the money that was given to him. He's just paying back. That's not called an act of nasina, right? That's not called an act of giving. It's a chov, it's, it's a payment. But that's not called giving. In our relationship with the Kaddish Baruch the Rabbi writes, Lachain, Hain onu tzrichim lavat Of course, the highest way of serving Hashem is without any intention of receiving anything in return for what we're doing. Just purely, purely, purely an act of nesina on our part, to give ourselves over to Hashem. Not to get anything back. However, when a Jew serves Hashem, and according to what this Jew has done, in other words, Kivyochel, he has given something of himself to Hashem. He's given 45 minutes for davening. He's given a two and a half, three hours seder of learning. He's given that to Kivyochel, Takadosh Baruch He's giving himself to Hashem. Whatever the mitzvah is, whatever the good thing is. Then, of course, Lefim Azav, Megil Oschar. Kivyochel, Kivyochel, owes this person. Kivyochel, owes this person, Schar. Chazal already told us, Hashem doesn't take anything without giving. We do something for Hashem's Baruch, it means that we get something back. How and where or what, we get something back. There's no such thing. 
So when Kishis Yisrael Oivet Hashem Lefimas of Megillah Schar. So if a Jew gives of himself to Hashem, and therefore Megillah Schar, he is he he is Kivyochel owed by Hashem. There's a cheshbon of schar that's coming to this person. Oz aschar Hashem yisbarch nosin lo. The schar that Hashem gives him machzir lo as asher also lefun of yisbarch. Hashem is only giving that person in return for that person's avoda. The person davin this morning, he gets schar. So when Hashem gives that person, the act of giving on Hashem's part is not really pure in this scene. It's on some level, what is it? It's the payment of a debt. This Jew davened. Hashem gives him reward. Hashem pays him, Kivyochel, for that act of davening. So that giving on Hashem's part is not a pure act of giving. It's a response to the person giving himself over to Hashem. Hashem responds by paying by giving but it's not a pure act of giving it's returning to the person something in exchange for the avoda that that, that Jew gave of himself davening on whatever the mitzvah was which is not the case when Hashem gives a Jew when Hashem gives a Jew a bracha, something great, even though this person hasn't yet done anything, didn't do anything yet, whatever it is that day, didn't do anything yet, but Hashem gives, not as a payment, not as, not uh, an exchange for this guy's davening or learning of mitzvahs, just gives, pure giving. An expression of love, of a gift of giving. Lazel Misha in a roi, especially if it's a person who's unworthy, who hasn't done anything to deserve this. It's not that this person has offered up to Hashem himself and given to Hashem, and now Hashem's giving him back. This is an act of giving on Hashem's part that's initiated purely by Hashem because of Hashem's love for that person despite the fact that that person hasn't earned anything, and therefore Hashem doesn't owe him anything. Not that Hashem ever owes us anything. Hashem doesn't, in, in the, in the, in the misgeris of this Torah that we're learning, Hashem doesn't owe this person anything. He hasn't done anything. Could be he's done stuff that he shouldn't have done. Now, when Hashem gives such a person who hasn't done anything to be worthy, or is even unworthy, that's called nesina, right? That's called giving. That's not called paying. That's not an exchange. That's a pure act of giving. Roy oz hu yizbarach Then oz, rather, hu yizbarach hanoseh. Person shayin a roy, oz hu yizbarach Then Hashem is the noseh, is the one who's giving. V'zeh shebirach Yitzhak is Yaakov. Now we come to the bracha that Yitzhak gave to Yaakov Avinu. And this is to each and every one of us. So Yitzhak says to Yaakov Avinu, so Rashi says, So Rashi says, So he explains, 
meaning that Yitzhak is davening, may Hashem give you completely as an act of giving, regardless of whether you have earned it, regardless of any of your children are worthy of that gift. Remember, when Yitzhak is giving a brother a baruch to Yaakov, he's giving it to all of the future generations, all the descendants of Yaakov Avinu. So Yitzhak Avinu, in effect, is saying it should be a pure act of yitain. Yitain meaning regardless of where any of your children are holding, whether they're good or they're bad, whether they did mitzvahs that day or they did aveiras. Yitain. Yitain. Yitain l'chalakim. Afim l'ostav l'oroi ha'ishmi Yisrael. Even if a Jew is not worthy. It should be a pure act of nesina on Hashem's part. The way, that a, the way that a mother is constantly giving to the baby, to the child, the baby hasn't done anything to earn the nesina of the mother. It's, a, it's, an, it's, an, it's an expression of love. Regardless of, the, regardless of the worthiness or the unworthiness of the child, the mother gives. So when Yitzchak Avinu says, Rashi explains, So the first Yitain is this, is this nesina, this act of giving, that's not a payment in exchange for something that a Jew has done to earn Hashem's love, Hashem's giving. Even if the person is completely unworthy. That's what Rashi says, and then there's something else that he says, the two types of nesina. The first nesina is called pure nesina, it's called yitain. There's this, that's one way that Hashem, that Yitzhak is asking Hashem should give every Jew. It should be yitain. Not a payment, pure nesina. Not because Hashem owes this guy, because this guy offered up some big mitzvah, some big davening. No. Yitain. Just an act of nesina. Then there's another type of nesina that Rashi is telling us that's called yachzer v'yitain. What does that mean? V'chakech yachzer v'yitain. That yiyahu yizbar ha'choyze v'noyseyn. Two types of nesina. The first is, a, is not a response, it's just a pure act of giving. And the second is, may Hashem give every Jew a reward for everything that that Jew does in his life. That's good. That's called yachzer v'yitayim. So then the Rebbe says, and what do we expect now? How is it possible? That a Jew in, in the state that we're in right now should serve Hashem, should be able to do what he's supposed to do. When he's in such terrible sorrows, when he's going through such difficulties. That's the first yitain. Then Rashi says yitain. Then is yachzer yitain. Yitain means even when the person can't do anything and he doesn't and he doesn't do any mitzvahs and he's not getting paid for anything because he hasn't done anything. That's yitain. Then finally the time will come, the Rebbe is saying, when, when, when a person is no longer going through such misery and such suffering, and he's able to daven and to learn and to do mitzvahs, and then there will be a second nesina, in addition to the first nesina. 
That's called Yachzer V'yitah. When we'll be able to put ourselves together, when we'll have the strength to serve you again, Yachzer V'yitah. Then Hashem will give more. Yitah Yachzer V'yitah. Oid Efshar. Ki HaPosuk Oymer, it says in the Novi Yeshaya, Uvo HaOivdim Be'eretz Oshur, V'hanidochim Be'eretz Mitzrayim. Vishtachal Hashem, so it says, that all of those who are lost, Ovda means lost, Beretz Ashur, Vanidochim, and those who are outcast, Beretz Mitzrayim. Sheyeshnam Bechinas Ovdim U Bechinas Nidochim. The Navi is telling us that there are two types of Jews who are far away. One is called an Oved, a Jew who is lost. The other is called a nidach. B'chines nidachim. Nidach, nidach who, cast out, outcast. Nidach who sherak nidach mem kaimai, lamokim rochaik. The difference between an oved and a nidach is this. A nidach is a person who is schlepping from one place to the other. Sherak nidach mimokim lamokim. A nidach is somebody who you could recognize him. You know who he is. He's not lost. He's just schlepping from one place to the other. He's a nidach. No, he's a nidach. But he is recognizable and he's visible. He's just schlepping from one place to the next. But you know where he is. He's just, today he, he, today he was in this city. And, the ne- and then you t- the next day he's in the next town. And then the third town. He's a nidach. He's a schlepper. But, but, he, is, but he is nikar venira. He's recognizable and he's visible. People, people have spotted him. People know where he is. And if you ask, where's Yankel, uh, where's Yankel Halberstam? They'll tell you Yankel Halberstam today. He, we saw him, he's in the Shuk in, uh, in this place. He's in the Shuk, he's in Machni Yehuda. They know where he is. He's not home. He's not where he belongs. He's not in his place. He's schlepping from one place to another, but, but you know where he is. And he knows where he is. He's just schlepping, he's on the road. That's a Nidach. That's something else. A nevad is, God forbid, a missing person. That's a missing person. Nevad. An oivet is a person who is not visible and he's not recognizable. We don't know where he is. And we're looking, we're looking, we're looking, and we don't recognize him. We don't, we don't know where he is. We can't find him. He's missing. That's the difference between nidach and oivet. So the Rebbe explains on page Chaf. I mean, in my print, there are different editions. He says a very deep thing. So the Navi promises that Hashem will bring back. Gula means that Hashem will bring back Jews who are nidachim, Jews who are oivdim, and Jews who are nidachim. Both types. The oivdim that are that are, that have disappeared, they're like they're gone, and the nidachim who are just 
in Golas, from place to place. So the Rebbe explains, Ki ata kol kach. He says, presently now, and, and this was at the beginning of the war, it was, it was already terrible, but it wasn't like it's going to be. We'll, we'll learn through the Sefer as the months and the years go by, not so many years until he was killed, but as time goes on, how things got worse and worse. So the Rebbe says, Ki ata kol kach. He says, now there's so much sorrows. There's so much sorrows. V'gam poshut misaprim zikone Yisrael. The Nazis in Achshamam were forcing the Jews to shave. Any Jew who wouldn't shave, that was one of the earlier Xeris, that any Jew who wouldn't shave could either, would either be killed, and if the Nazi had Achmanis, he would, take, he would take a knife and cut off the Jew's beard. Now, to us that might seem like a small thing, but to a tzaddik like, like the Piazetzna, it was, it was an unspeakable horror that Jewish beards were being, were, being, uh, were being taken off, were being removed. To the point that Jews on the outside are no longer recognizable. They don't have the simon, the beard, the payas, those are called simonim, the signs that were Jewish, the outside, external signs of being a Jew. So the Rebbe says, <coughs> on the outside, <coughs> can't recognize them. They've become unrecognizable. They no longer have the tzuras aponim of a Jew. Umerov Haridifus. So Jews he's saying are Oivdim. They're not they're lost. You can't recognize a Jew. <coughs> of course, all of this it's not the Pshat, he's saying an idea. All of the things that he's telling all of, all of these ideas that he's sharing with us, these are his way of davening Takashbroch and crying out to Hashem. So he's saying Jews are no longer recognizable. They can't have beards anymore. And because of all of the persecutions, and the misery and the suffering, that are unbearable, that's beyond description, that can't be described. It's not, just that it's not just that we can't be recognized as Jews on the outside, that we no longer look like Jews, like we used to. But even we're lost to such a degree that even in the Pnimius, Enim Nikarim, we're no longer, we're no longer recognizable. The Jews are lost to themselves, they can't recognize themselves. What does that mean? It's not just that on the outside I look different. I don't look the way that I used to. I'm not the person. I've been destroyed. I've, I'm lost. That's what it means. It's a very strong term. He can't find himself. He can't remember anymore what it felt like a year ago. 
the Shabbos, what it was like a Shabbos a year ago. He doesn't remember anymore what it was like to have a Shabbos and how he felt on a Shabbos. He can't even remember what it was like on a regular weekday what it was to be a Jew before davening on the way to shul. He doesn't remember himself anymore. He doesn't recognize himself anymore. He's, so, he's become so completely ruined. He's such an oived. Va'ata nidras v'nirmas. He stepped on and crushed. Ad margish im ish Yisraelhu im adam hu or behema. He can no longer recognize in himself, am I a Jew or am I an animal? Am I a Jew or am I an animal? He can't recognize in himself anymore that because of what he's going through, he's been lowered into becoming like an animal. One of the, fat, one of the saddest stories my father told me about the war, about his experiences in the war, was actually the Day of Liberation. And my father said that on the Day of Liberation, <clears throat> he wasn't there when the, when, the, when the camp was liberated. Him and a couple of friends of his in yeshiva, they... they the, when the Nazis, they left the camp. They just left. They were, they were running away, the Nazis. The Russians were coming, the Americans were coming. The Nazis left the camp. And, and a lot of Jews didn't leave. They just, they just stayed there. They, didn't, they were afraid. They didn't know what it was going to be. They were afraid to go out into the woods. They were nervous that the Nazis were, gonna, were hanging out over there. were going to shoot them in the woods. So they, the Jews just, just stayed there. And the gates were open to the concentration camp. And they weren't sure what was going to happen they knew that the Americans were coming, but they weren't, they weren't sure and they were afraid. My father, a couple of his chavah, they said, we're getting out of here. So they, they, they left the camp. The story was, my father, my father, my father told us that they, they, were, they were in the woods, and it was, take, it, it, it was probably not a good decision that they made. Because in the woods, the Germans were running from the Americans, but they would stop and turn around and try to shoot any Jews that they saw while they were running for their lives. The Nazis were turning around and trying to shoot Jews. So it was pretty, it was pretty scary in there, but they, they, they managed. And the Nazis ran away. My father said he was with his friends, a couple of Jews, and they came <clears throat> to the, there was like, it was the end of the woods. They went through the woods. It was scary because there were shootings. My father said shooting. They didn't know who's shooting, Nazis or Americans. They didn't know who's shooting. But there were like bullets all over the place. And, and, and they kept on going to try to get out of the forest, even though he said they were nervous what they're going to find over there. And and he said that they 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 came out of the they came out of the forest. And there were like five American tanks with the Americans uh, Simon, five tanks when they came out from the woods, and these tanks all turned their their thing their cat whatever cannon like to blow them up. They just heard, the, the Americans heard noise, and there had been a lot of Nazis running around, and they turned the thing, and my father with these other, with his friends, they were coming out of the forest. There were these uh, concentration camp survivors. They were coming out of the forest, and, they, and the Americans turned the thing like to blow them up. Because it, was, it, was it wasn't so light, my father said. It was like sunset. And they turned this, to, and, and they thought this crazy. My father said, was, he was thinking, now I'm going to get killed like this, what a mazel. 
You know, I'm going to get killed by the Americans after this whole thing. And they, did, they just thought to scream out, Amcha, Amcha. That was the... Amcha meant to, we're Jews, Amcha. They didn't know any English. They just said, Amcha, Amcha. And there was a, and all of a sudden there was an American that screamed, stop, stop, stop. And, they, and, they, and, and there was an American that, that got down and he said, Amcha. It was a Jew. One of the, one of the guys in the, in the tanks was a Jew. He said, Amcha. And, they, and he came, they, they were kissing, he was hugging them. And, and, and he put him, they, he, they put them onto the trucks. They had trucks there also. And they put them into the trucks and they went into the concentration camp. And this Jew was able to speak Yiddish. He was able to explain that the, not to be afraid, the Nazis are gone. And that we're going. We're not going back into the concentration. We're not taking you back into the concentration camp. We're just going to go back to the rest of the, to the rest of the Jews. Then we'll take care of you and everything. So he explained. This Jew explained everything to, the, to the, my father and his friends. And they went back. So my father said, you know, they came. They came, riding in like an American truck into the concentration camp, and everybody went crazy. What are they doing? What's, what's going on? And they came riding in like 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 you know, Machiavelli's pyro. You know what I mean? Like Mamish came running into come into the camp. And the first thing the Americans saw, all the Jews was, were coming there and crying and everything, and, and my father and the guys got down. And then the Americans, the first thing they did was a big mistake. And they meant well. The first thing they did was they went over to where the Nazis kept all of their food. They had this big, like a, in a big barn or something my father said, that was locked up. And the Americans came and they shot off the locks, and they opened up the doors. But they saw what was going on here. And they, and they opened up the doors for the Jews to eat. It was a big mistake. There was a crazy, like, stampede to go into that place to get food. My father said, can you imagine? He had a cousin that was there with my father. And, and there were big barrels of different foods. And, and, my, and my, my father said that he, he held himself back because it was a huge tiber, we can't even be masked what that means, to go and to grab. He held himself back, just to, he took, but he, not to start stuffing himself. Thousands of Jews died when they were when eating that day, because of the eating that first day. And my father's cousin, he said he drowned, they were pushing to get into a pickle barrel, to take pickles, cucumbers or pickles, and my father found his cousin who survived through the whole war, and he was drowned, his head was in the pickle thing, he had drowned in the pickle, because everybody was pushing to get into the pickles. So my father said, like, <clears throat> to see such a thing, that we, that we made it through the Mulchama and to die, but the whole Indian of the Mulchama, what the Nazis wanted to do was to make the Jews into animals. Mamish like into animals. And, and what the Rebbe is saying here is that Uvo ha'ovdim ha'ovdim it's not just that we're no longer recognizable on the outside because we don't look like Jews anymore. We don't, we've, we've been lowered to, to becoming animals. We're mamish animals. It's atzma in a make. Ech hirgish atzma lufnei shona b'shabes. Gam chol karim atfilo. B'shas atfilo chadoim v'aten nidras v'nimas now was stepped on and crushed. At she in a magish... Am I a Jew? Am I just am I a human being? Am I a Jew? Or am I just stam a human being? Or behemoth? Am I an animal? Without any emotions. There's no metzias. I don't exist to have emotions like a human being. Certainly not like a Jew. I don't have any emotions anymore. 
That's when a person is altogether an Oved, Mamish, Mamish lost, an Oved. So the Pasuk says, the Navi promises, Uvo ha'ovdim. The Hashem will bring back all those who were lost. All those who were so lost that they, that they mamish became unrecognizable even to themselves. They'll, they're going to be brought back. Uvo ha'ovdim. The Gemara says, The Gemara says that, that there's a klal, there's a chazaka, that a person who has lost something, he goes searching for what he's lost. That the balaveda is machazer acha avidasa. He goes looking for what he's lost. When it's missing, it can't be recognized, it can't be seen or recognized. It's missing. Whatever the Balaveda lost, it's missing. He doesn't see it. And therefore, Machazer Balhaveda Acharel. Therefore, the Balhaveda is searching, is looking. Lemotza, to find it. Lagbia, to lift it up. Ulavia, Elav, to bring it back to himself, that which he has lost. So the Rebbe explains further this meaning, the meaning of a Jew who is lost. In the context of what Rashi says, Yitain Yachzer Ve'yitain. You know, the longest, the longest capital in Tilim is what capital? Kuf Yutes. And at the very end of Kuf Yutes, Dovna Melech says, To'isi kese oivet bakesh abducha kimitzvusach leishachach. I am to'isi kese oivet. I, I'm, I, I've gotten lost like a sheep that has been separated from his flock. That can't find its way back. And Donamel says, that's what I'm like. And he asks Hashem, You're the Baal HaVeda. What does it mean that a Jew is lost? Who's the Baal HaVeda? Hashem's the Baal HaVeda. We're his children. The bunch was the Baal HaVeda. When a Jew is lost, it's not just that he's lost to himself. The Baal HaVeda is HaKadosh Baruch who's the Baal HaVeda. Because we belong to him. We belong to him. He's the Baal HaVeda. The Baal HaVeda has to look for what he's lost. That's what Dodd says. Toisi kise oived. I'm lost. So Dodd Mach says, Hashem, Bakesh Avdecha, seek me out, look for me. Be ma'ira me. Help me. Bakesh, look for me. Bakesh Avdecha, Kimitzvesech Leshachachti, because I'm still trying to keep your mitzvah, I'm still trying to do something. So Dodd Mach says, Bakesh, look for me. Bring me out of my, out of, find me, because you're the Baal HaVeda.
Therefore, the bracha that Yitzchak Avinu gave to Yaakov, remember he's giving that bracha for all Jews in the future. What was the bracha? The bracha was Yitain. Not only when a Jew is a Jew who is recognizable, who is seen, who is a proud, healthy Jew who is keeping Torah mitzvahs, who is not lost, but even Hashem, even those Jews who are lost, who are completely lost, and they're not looking for themselves. They're not looking for themselves. How many... <laughs> we're, living, we're living in, in, in New York... The whole, the thousands and hundreds of thousands of Jews. It's not like they're sitting around m- millions of people. It's not like they're sitting around these non-religious Jews and they're having here who are thinking, you know, I really should go to the Shia tonight, or I really should start putting on tefillin, or I should really eat kosher. They're, they're totally, completely lost. Lost. They're not looking for themselves. They're not trying to find themselves. So the Rebbe saying. There's one Madrega that's called Yitain. Yitzchakimina says to Yaakov, to all Jews, Yitain. That means what? To give to, to a Jew that is recognizable, that's seen, a Jew that is keeping Torah mitzvahs, a Jew that is alive and is, and is there, is present, Yitain. But then the Rebbe says, Rak gamal what does it mean, yachzer? It means to look again and again and again. To search again, again, and again. There are Jews who Hashem Kivyochel, when he looks at this world, he sees them right away. Jews who, are, Jews who look like Jews and Jews who are keeping mitzvahs. They're very noticeable. And Kivyochel Hashem sees them right away, the Rebbe says. Sure, that's obvious. Those Jews, yitay. But then there are Jews, Hashem, that you have to go looking for. Yachzer means like a balaveda, who's mechazer achra avedasa. Yachzer means to go looking, to go searching. Yachzer v'yitein. Yitzchak even is saying to Yaakov, is davening to Hashem, yitein and yachzer v'yitein, that the balaveda should never ever stop searching for those Jews who are lost, who are completely, completely unrecognizable who don't show this, the slightest interest in being Jews, that Hashem should look for them as well, to bring them back. Baal Haveda Yachzer Aleinu. And the Rebbe says about us, meaning he's talking to the Jews and he's saying, Hashem should look for us. We don't recognize ourselves anymore. We don't know who we are anymore. We've been so completely crushed, we don't recognize ourselves. We're not the people that we used to be. We're so lost. So we're not looking for ourselves. So, we're asking Hashem to continue looking for us, not to stop searching for us. 
that Hashem should find us. And to give us all of the brachas, even though we're totally lost. And to bring us back to Him. That he should redeem us and should be a gula, updus, and a salvation, a gula, gufeinu, our bodies, venavshenu, and our souls, berachimim rabim, v'yeshuas toivas. And it should be in a way of rachimim rabim and v'yeshuas toivas. That's a feeling that all of us could have, even though, thank God, we don't go through such things. Yitain yachzev yitain. Ta'isi kese oivet bakesh avdecha. You know, there's a there's a Torah that the tzaddikim say. I think it maybe it's the Yismach Maisha. I don't remember. But it's brought down. I remember the Vichy Yosef and Papa brings other oh, tzaddikim bring this down. That that there is such a thing with the Vala Vedas Misyaish. You know that. You learn above Mitzia. There is such a thing where a person gives up and stops looking, stops searching. That the Bala Veda is Messiah. And there are different reasons that Chazal tell us why the Bala Veda would be Messiah. If something doesn't have any simonim, right? If there's no simon, if there's no way to prove or to claim that it's yours, you, you know, you drop the nickel on the street, a million people. Unless the nickel has a simon. So you're Messiahish, right? What's the point? There's no tachlis. There's no hope. So the person's Messiahish. But if there's a simon, there are different madregas of simonim, as you know. Stam simonim, simonim of and so on. There are different levels of simonim. But if there's a simon, then the Baal HaVed is not Messiahish. Because it's an identifiable thing. Again, not if it falls into the ocean. There, there, there's such a thing of a person. But if it's possible, as long as there's a simon, then the Baal HaVed is not misyayish. Right? He doesn't give up. He has a simon. So the Yismach, I believe it's the Yismach Moshe said, Chazal tell us that there are simonim that a Jew has, not just the bid and payas. Not just the bid and payas. I don't want to make any of you clean-shaven guys feel bad. Not just the bid and payas. Chazal said there are three simonim that a Jew has. Who knows what the simonim are? Baishonim, Rachmanim, and Goim Lechasad. Jews are by nature shy. They have a midav busha, embarrassed for something that's wrong. In their lives, Baishanim, Rachmanim, Jews have Rachmanis. No matter what they're going through, they have Rachmanis on others. And Jews are Goyim Lechasadim, and they're kind. They do for other people. So the Tzaddik said that Akashbaruch was the Baal Aveda, and he's not Misyayish because there are three Simanim that no matter what we've gone through, Jews always have. We always have Baishanim, Rachmanim, or Goyim Lechasadim. And because we still have those simonim, Hashem continues to look for us. That's what he said. The Baal is not Messiah. 
is not misyayish. As long as a Jew has those simonim, that he's a Jew, baishonim, rachmonim, goyim lechsodim, then the Baal Haveda continues to search, continues to look, to find bakish avdecha. Bakish avdecha. The end of the, end of the most terrible sefer that we have, Eicha, is hashivenu Hashem alecha v'nashuva chadeshi yeminekeketha. And before that, it says, it says afterwards, we say it again, that even if Hashem is so disgusted with us, in other words, even if we're chalila, that we're like, we, we've, we, we've lost everything. But we ask Hashem, bring us back to you, you're the Baal HaVeda. So the Tzaddik said, the Kolzman, Kolzman, that we have these simonim, of Baishonim, Rachmanim, and Gremel Chasadim, the Baal Aveda doesn't stop searching. He doesn't, he's not Misyayish. And if you look in the parish of Hashabas Aveda, and you look in the Archaim Akadish we talks about over there, in Kisaitse, you see that, they, that as long as one Jew is continuing to look for another Jew, and he hasn't forgotten that he's a Jew, and he remembers that he has, he remembers that he's part of Am Yisrael. So the Kash Baruch Hu continues to search for him. So that's the deeper meaning that the Rebbe says, of Yitain Yachzer V'Yitain. Yitain Yachzer V'Yitain. May Hashem, Yitzchak is, is, is davening for Yaakov, you know, all of Yaakov's descendants. He's saying, look, Yaakov, you're a big tzaddik. So Yitain Hashem L'chav, Yitain L'chav L'chav you get, you're going to get everything. You're a big tzaddik. Hashem looks at you. There's a lot of naches. But then there are a lot of Jews that they're lost. That's what's going to happen in the future. So Yitzchak says, Yitain, Yachzev Yitain. May Hashem look and try to find those Jews of your grandchildren and my grandchildren who are lost. They're oivdim. That Hashem's Baruch should bring every Jew home. Hashem should bring all of us home. Should be b'mhevi amen amen v'amen. Amen. 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 Amen.